Oh, where do we begin? I guess at the beginning. It's the news, according to me. Yeah. Good morning. It is January 18th, 7.46 a.m. What in the world am I doing up at this hour? I've been up since about 4 o'clock this morning. Yeah, it's, it's uh, January 18th, 2022. I've got a lot to do over the next four days. I've got a lot, of, lot to do over the next 365 days. i got a lot, I got a lot to do. Let's just put it that way. And the list just keeps getting longer. Every day I just get up. One of the, the first thing on my list is to put more things on my list. Seems like seems like I just the list just gets longer. It doesn't matter how many things I do. Just well, the problem is in the middle of doing things, I usually break something, and that goes on the list to fix. It's, it's a never-ending cycle. It just gets larger and larger. I don't know when it get, when it, at what point does it start getting smaller? Because at some at some point, I got to figure out how to close all this stuff up and be done with it. Before I uh, get put in the box. The final delivery. I have um, a... Jerry Seinfeld had a... Little skit. Little little, little, uh, bit, they call it in the business. The comedy business. About the... uh, all your life is, is in, in search of a box. Whenever you move, you, you, you're looking for a box to move. You're looking for boxes to move. You're looking for boxes to put stuff in. On and on and on, this whole thing about a box. And the, and the final, final part of the, the whole skit, the whole bit thing, is that he, you know, they put you in a box. That's kind of your final box. Anyway, the... Um, uh, anyway... I don't. I have no idea what we talk about today. I've got a few things that are on my mind, and I, I just just start bugging me. Well, of course, there's the whole there's the whole election thing, and what's happening at New, in New Hampshire, and then there's um, just the, the general the political spectrum right now. I, I guess I, I didn't realize this, but I guess Rachel Maddow is probably one of the most unhinged individuals on television right now. Now you realize, and I think, I think she gets like a million dollars per episode of her show. If you, if you figure out how many times she actually is on, she has, she takes a lot of time off. How does a person like her, who, I don't know what how many people listen to her. I, maybe she's one of the the biggest people on the sh- on the MSNB is it MSNBC or whatever it is I guess right now. She's she, a, a million dollars per episode, or is it a hundred thousand per episode? No, it's got it's got to be a million. Let's let's look at it. Uh, let's look at it here. Let's uh, there's there's small much smaller people that make that much per episode. I think I think Brian Stelter was making hundred grand per episode. Let's let's look at this. Um, Rachel Maddow, Mad Cow, as they say. Yearly pay. Let's let's just see what it is. I think it's in the millions. All right, she Rachel Maddow used to 
used to earn $7 million annually as a news anchor, but she signed a contract in 2021 that boasted this number to more than threefold $30 million. As of 2023, her, uh, yeah, I guess it's just $30 million a year. If that's all she's making. I'm, she's not making that much, I guess. I, what, what, was, what was wrong with me? I don't know. That seems like a, a reasonable amount of money. You know, that's, that seems like a living wage. People at McDonald's should be making that. Why doesn't everybody just make a million dollars a year? That would, that would end poverty overnight. Just, just pick it. Minimum wage, million dollars a year. There you go. I've just ended poverty forever. Because, that's, because here's the reason. Because a big meal, a, 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 a big meal. What's wrong with me? It's too, it's too early. And I haven't even talked about my cup yet. Because a value meal will cost $10,000. That's why. Too much money chasing too few goods. Nobody wants to work because everybody's a millionaire. So they got to pay somebody a million bucks a year to work at McDonald's. Guess how much a cheeseburger is going to cost you? Yeah. Inflation is a tax on the, you know, it's been said that the, the lottery is a tax on the stupid. Now, people win it. Of course, they become the, the poster child for the rest of everybody else that wants to That's there, there. You become the, the cannon fodder, so to speak. <laughs> oh, look, that person won $5 million. You can do. Yeah, you can. You could, possibly. You might get struck by lightning, too. But I just, it's, it's, you know, if you want to, and, and here's the deal. I, I, I know some people just buy a, a ticket every, you know, every week or whatever. They just buy a ticket just for fun. Just a fun thing. That, that's fine. There are people who are buying tickets as a, as a retirement program, as a savings plan. These are the people who, if they win, they're going to end up worse off than they were before. Because they have no concept of money. They don't understand how to manage their money. They're going to get all the money and they're going to just blow it. And, they're, and then they're going to think that they're Oh, I won the lottery. In other words, I'm infinitely rich. That's not the way that works. And they go out and blow all their money. Once in a while, I just heard a story this week, this last week, working with a guy, he, he said his neighbor, uh, four doors down from him, his neighbor, who was kind of the wacky neighbor in the neighborhood, this guy who would kind of chew everybody else out. He was living on rice and beans. He didn't, he had somehow he had lost a bunch of money. He lost lost a lot of things or whatever. He was doing very poorly. Um, and he ended up winning the lottery. I think he won. Uh, his cash payout was uh, four or five million dollars, five five or six million dollars, something like that. And he won. And he actually even uh, he, he paid off his house. He paid off his. I think his daughter's house or his sister's house. I can't remember which. 
and he bought himself a nice car. He said those were all the things he wanted in life. That's all he wanted, just to, not to have a mortgage, sock the rest away. Now, it, the guy, it, this was a guy who actually probably will manage his funds fairly well, it sounds like. It sounds like. We don't know. Story's not done there yet. But it was one of those cases where, you know, you really want to see that kind of a person win. It, it was, in, in my opinion, I, I, from what I understand, I, I don't know the guy personally. All I know is from, from you know, a third-party person that knows him. But it just sounded like, well, you know, that was one of those stories where I'm glad that guy won. Sounds like he needed, you know, he was kind of on the edge all the time. I think it's, and it said after that, he settled down as a neighbor and he was much more pleasant. I mean, the guy was probably just, you know, stressed out all the time. So now, having said all that, so, so the lottery is the, the tax for the stupid. The inflation is the tax for the un, unknowing. The banking system and the government likes a little bit of inflation all the time. Well, because, you know, it makes your value, go, value on things go up. Value on things goes up when, when it's scarce. The, the, the value of your home, if we have the deflation on the dollar, this, is, this actually happened, and people don't understand this. Now, I, I don't know what you think of Gerald Ford. Now, Ger Gerald Ford was never elected to any, any office. Um, that's why nobody liked the guy. That's, why, that's how Carter got in, was because people spite out of, well, I don't care what the guy does, did or does, or he, he, and he pardoned Nixon. That was a terrible thing to do. And, and I, we're just going to vote the guy out. We're going to put Carter in there. Well, that was great. That was a great idea. See, when people make these decisions based on emotional turmoil, mostly, most of the time, people on the left, that's, that's what they do. They just, they're working on your heartstrings. And I got example after example of that. World's going to end in, in 12 years if we don't you know, do something. So the, just, they constantly do this kind of stuff. Now, here, here's what happens with the... What happened with Carter was, you know, Nixon did his thing. Nixon actually didn't, didn't do anything wrong until it came time for the cover-up. He could have, you know, he, he was trying to, just, it was, he didn't see it as, as a big deal that uh, it was G. Gordon Liddy and a couple other guys busted into the Democrat headquarters and got into a file cabinet, broke it open to try to find out. And was trying to get stuff on what the Democrat Party was doing. Nixon was not, there was no way Nixon was going to lose the election. And they screwed up. They should have just left alone and not, you know, this is back in the day before there was computer hacks. So you actually, had to, you actually, instead of breaking into a computer, you had to actually literally physically break into a file cabinet, which is what happened, basically, among other things. These guys broke into this file cabinet, took some files, and they got caught. And Nixon tried to cover it up. He didn't know anything about, supposedly didn't know anything about it. In fact, I remember everything I've read, all the documentation I've seen on the whole thing. I remember this. I remember the impeachment trial. I was a little kid and it was all, it was on television for a while. And that's all I got to watch for a while. I think it was on all three networks. We had, we had three channels basically when I was a kid. Well, we had four, we had three and a half. We had you know, NBC, ABC, and CBS. And then we also had PBS. Now for a little while, uh, that was, that was the case it was. Now, there was a little time there where we had a religious broadcasting station here in the, in the 
in my area, Lester Summerall had a channel of his own. Uh, for a while, it was Channel 84, and then it was 46. I think it's, it was channel, channel 46 for a long time. But uh, So we actually had five channels here. And, of course, we had public television, which was uh, WNIT. It was uh, PBS here locally. And that entire time that we had PBS, one of the things they never talked about was what was in my cup. I'm going to get on with this before I forget about it. I've, I've got a, uh, a cup full of, of course, creamy chai with, I have coconut cream, creamer in my cream, in my chai this morning. I'm at, I'm at my home studio. I got a backup cup here and I, and it's, I don't, who, I guess it's splashing around there. Look at this stuff called Celsius water. My, my wife bought this stuff at Costco. And so far I've been liking it. Um, it's supposed to be, it's a little bit, uh, it's a little bit tart. It has a, uh, this is tropical vibe. Got peach vibe and tropical vibe. It's kind of a, it's got a lot of vitamin B complex link in it, but it's, it's basically, it's not, it doesn't, there's no caffeine and it has uh, it's just water with a few, some vitamins. I think it's got some vitamin C, it's got vitamin B, got some, mag it's got a little bit of magnesium in it. <clears throat> it's got some other things, but it's got, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's kind of refreshing. It's kind of good. The interesting thing about vitamin B, vitamin B does not, if people think, oh, vitamin B gives you energy. No, it, it doesn't really give you energy. It, it helps your body transfer energy. It's good if you good. It's good to take vitamin B prior to a workout. Now, here's here's there's a caveat here to vitamin B. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a dietitian, and I'm also not a financial counselor. But I, I have um, the, vitamin B is present when your body. One of the main things vitamin B does, vitamin B complex does for you is it transfers your your the fat that your body has stored. It helps to convert that into sugar energy. In other words, the energy that your body is actually using to convert it into instant energy, you know, the energy that you're into sugar, basically blood sugar. It's, I'm not, I think this is how it works. I don't know. I'm not a mechanic. I don't know. And it's, it, so it helps. To, now, if you have sugar in your, you know, if you're drinking a lot of sweet stuff with a lot of sugar in it, then it's, you know, vitamin B can't do much for you there. But it, But if you're, Say you haven't eaten for a little while and you want to go work out. If you take vitamin B, it will actually help to burn off more calories. If, in fact, I've heard some people say that if you take vitamin B complex before you go to bed, if you haven't eat, if you don't eat for a while, if you, if you eat right before you go to bed, it's not going to make any difference. If you haven't eaten, like say, say you eat your last meal at six o'clock and you don't eat anything else till you go to bed and you kind of have that little bit of a hunger before you go to bed and you take some vitamin B complex, it will actually help you to burn your, your body fat off through the night. I don't know if that's true or not, but um, I do know that when I go to work out or when I go on a long walk, before I go on a long walk, I will take some vitamin B. Now, here's the other problem with vitamin B. Vitamin B has a, an issue with it, and that is half of the population cannot metabolize vitamin B in their gut. So this becomes a little bit of a problem. Now, if you, if you can't 
metabolize it. What ends up happening is it doesn't do you any good. The only way you can get vitamin B into your system is to take it via a dissolving tablet in your mouth, which is what I do. I've got dissolvable vitamin B complex. I usually take one or two of those before I work out. And I like to work out before I have a meal. So if it's uh, like, say, four, around 4 o'clock, I like to work out. Work out really hard and then, you know, I take my vitamin B, work out really hard, and then I, I go and have a meal. And that's kind of, kind of the – I feel best when I do I, I don't know if that's the best thing for me, but that's how I feel. I feel like I've, I feel good after that. That's how I feel good. Now, um, it depends on whether I'm, you know, doing cardio or if I'm just doing weight stuff. I, I try to divide those up. I don't do them at the same time. But um, I do one, you know, I do like cardio in the morning and weights in the evening, whatever. So having said all that, now the, the other way you can take vitamin B is, is through, you know, through a drink like this. It'll actually help your body. will actually metabolize it better if it's in a liquid form like that. Somehow. So I don't know why. I have no idea why. But I just, I know there's very good, you know, smart people out there that have explained all this. And if you want an explanation, you can look it up. The, um, anyway, enough of that stuff. I, I have got uh, a couple of things I want to talk about. One, one of them is this whole thing of inflation and, and why the government wants you to have inflation. Now, back in the day, like I was saying with Nixon and this whole thing with, with uh, Ford, Ford, yeah. And he, he, um, he pardoned Nixon because he wanted the country just to move on. It's just that the whole thing was, you know, that, and I, frankly, I was fine with that because I wanted my television shows back. When I was a kid. I wanted to watch Zoom. Come on and zoom, 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 ah, zoom. The um, hubby Frebens. Did you remember the, the hubby dubby? Can you speak hubby dubby? The um, boy, I'm just water something in the water this morning. It's 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 uh, interesting how the you know that 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 whole thing. I just remember kids in school. They were all. They hated, people were talking about hate, hating Nixon. They didn't, didn't want Nixon. They hated, didn't want, you know, because he, because he, well, they, they didn't like Ford. They were, they were mad at Nixon and they were, they were, it's all about, you know, Ford pardoned him and he's never been elected into office and blah, 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 blah. Now, Ford was a little bit of a deep state guy back in the day. He was an administrative state guy. But this is one thing he actually had going on. And he was, I think he may have actually been interviewed either by Phil Donahue or Oprah, I can't remember who it was. He was some, somebody on a talk show interviewed him several years after he was he had left the presidency. I think it was after after Reagan took over. It was because I think Carter was out of office at the time, and he explained this. And I had never I never knew this. I didn't realize it. I was probably too young to actually comprehend all of this stuff. Carter was the president while I was basically in high school. After, right after I graduated, became Reagan in 1980. The, I, I remember very well what the economy was like under, under Carter. I remember the problems we were having. And, I, I remember, and even to this day, uh, 
people will still say that the only reason Carter lost is because of the, uh, the uh, hostages in Iran. That is not, that is not true. There were some serious economic problems. There were people who never voted, who were going to vote for Reagan because they were desperate to get rid of this guy. And it was mostly because there were meat shortages, milk shortages, peanut shortages of all things, because this guy was a peanut farmer, supposedly. Sugar shortages, gas shortages that were the fuel, the energy crisis happened under Carter. That was the main thing, but it was, there was everything. It, meat was up. Uh, candy bars went up three times what they were. You could buy a candy bar for five cents and all of a sudden it was 15 or 20 cents for the same candy bar within a year's time. Now this, you know, this is back when I, mean, I think minimum wage was like $1.75 or something or something else. You, know, you could buy a brand new car for less than $10,000. The ridiculousness of the economy at that time, it was that, it was, it was, that was that's what, but, but Carter made it, made it out to be, oh, this, it was around, like, like as if Iran was basically the reason, they, they actually did it just, just because of him. They're just trying to get, get him, get to him. It wasn't his fault. And of course, as soon as Reagan got elected, they, they basically released the hostages about right away. They were, they were scared of the guy. The joke, the joke was that he was going to just go into office and start pushing the red button. And I was pushing the big, big red button to start bombing everybody. Of course, then he, he did bomb. I can't remember who it was he bombed. He sent some bombs into someplace. I remember when it happened. And of course, I, I, I happened to be standing there with my pastor at the time. I think I was like 19 years old. Oh, he threw a fit. He hated Reagan, and he was uh, he was a, a left wing liberal guy, and he he just he hated the guy, and and he I just remember his reaction was, oh, this is going to get us into a nuclear war, oh, with the end is near, oh no, I can't imagine what he'd be like. He's, he's as far as I know, he's still alive. I don't know, maybe he's not. I don't know. He, he was pretty old, so I mean, he's probably gone. But I, uh, yeah, I'm not going to say anything more about that guy. He was a uh, he was a little bit of a mess. Let's just put it that way. He, uh, he, he got asked to leave. He was, he was asked to resign for really good reasons. Uh, actually, bad, bad things, good reason to, to leave. Yeah. Should have been just flat out fired. They shouldn't have even given him the opportunity to resign. But anyway, enough of that. So, we, so one of the things that Ford said in this interview was that he had, they had established a deflationary economy. Now, all the experts out there will tell you, oh, you can't, we can't have deflation. Oh, that would be terrible. Deflation is terrible for investors. But you know who it is good for? It's good for the common man, the common everyday average working man, the guy who punches a clock. It was the best thing on the planet and nobody recognized it at the time because it didn't have a chance to really 
take hold. They had a situation economically that we have never seen in this country that I know of. Certainly not since then. I, since 1976, it's, ne- it's never happened since 1976. That I'm sure of. Where we had a deflationary system, we had a deflationary economy. And economically, people were doing better. The value of the dollar was going up. Your dollar would literally buy more. You could put money in savings. You put $100 in savings today and not even draw any interest. But let's say, let's say you had, uh, back then you had $300, you could buy a really nice suit. And you put that money in a savings account. And you kept it there for a year. Or you just put it under your bed. 300 bucks under your bed. No, no interest at all. Just $300 cash. At the end of that year, you could buy a suit. You could buy a, what, what would have cost you $350 for a suit. is now only $300. You could have bought a nicer suit for that same amount of money. That's what was happening with our economy. It happened for, for almost a year. We were in this situation and there was no sign of it needing to end. They had established a deflationary economy. It was absolutely brilliant. Now, what was crazy about this is Nixon was also the one who got us out off the gold standard, silver standard, got us off the metal standard which was the wrong thing to do. And yet they, he had turned it around into a, an economy that actually was better or would have been better for, for at least a while. At least we would have had some deflation and had gotten some things maybe back under control a little bit. Carter came in and the other thing that they did was they started the government set-aside program which I think was already in place, but he expanded it to ridiculous amounts. He, the government was paying people not to farm. This happened under the Carter administration. They still, I think they still have some of this in, in place. But the government was literally, came in huge numbers of people, huge numbers of farmers were setting aside their land and not farming, not growing food and the government was paying them to not do that. And we want to pay you not to work. We want to pay you not to produce. Excuse me? I, looking back on that now, at the time I was too young to understand it. Now I realize what was going on here. This was all part of a global agenda, even back in the 70s. Of course, now you have to remember, this is coming out of the Vietnam War and everything else that was going on at that time.
We had a nation that wasn't quite as divided. We didn't have a the Democrat Party was not a socialist party at that time so much. It was a very different kind of ideology. And, and over that time, of course, it changed. Um, it kind of morphed into it just became it was kind of this primordial soup at that time that was just kind of could be anything. It was it just anything that was anti-Republican at that time. They considered the Republicans the establishment. They were the sticks in the mud. They were the ones with all the rules. And they were trying to go against it. And of course, you end up with, you know, the, the protesters getting into power. Eventually, people like Bill Clinton, who basically ushered in all of the Chinese. If you, if you look back on that whole thing, he was buddies with the Chinese, and that's, that's how he got our economy. That's why we had a good economy throughout the, the Clinton years. It's because he was selling out to the Chinese, the Chicoms, Chinese communists, CCP. Anyway, all right, so let's, enough of that. That's, that's not even, what wasn't even on my thoughts of what to talk about today. I, um, a couple things I do want to talk about. I, I want to talk about <sighs> Mayorkas. Let's just get this out of the way. Alejandro Mayorkas, or as the news media people like to say, Alejandro Mayorkas, they like to, it's like saying Managua, Nicaragua. Whenever they talk about Managua, Nicaragua, they always like, just, Managua, Nicaragua. They can be, they'll be talking along like this, and then all of a sudden they go, Managua, Nicaragua. They like, to, they like to say it like, you know, this is, all of a sudden they can speak Spanish. They want to let you know about it. Because they can roll their R's and Because they're so worldly. So, we have uh, Mayorkas, the, the Republicans are threatening to impeach the guy. Uh, here's the problem with the border. Joe Biden. Mayorkas was not elected. Mayorkas was appointed by the president's office. By, by, who's, who does he answer to? He doesn't answer to Congress. He doesn't answer to anybody. They're going to impeach him. Well, so... First of all, it's not going to go anywhere through the Senate. They're going to, they're going to vote it down. So what, what good is, what are you wasting your time on here? And if they put somebody else in, do you think the next person's going to do something different? Oh, well, I'm going to change the policy altogether. We're going to, we're going to close down the border now. We're going to, no, they're going to do exactly what the Biden administration, all the people pulling the strings, not Biden himself, of course, obviously not. When I say Biden, I don't mean Biden. I don't mean Joe Biden. <laughs> what is he what? Joe Biden? <laughs> what? Uh, true international pressure. Uh, no, no, not, not that guy. I'm just talking about all the people who are pulling his strings, people who are holding him up. And this is weekend at Bernie's we're witnessing right now. Okay. So I'm just, I just want you to understand the people who are propping him up, putting him in the car with his hand up, like he's waving as he goes. It, 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 it's all these other people around him, the administration, the ones who actually have the agenda. Joe does not have an agenda. I, I, I um, Side note here, because I am Mr. Side Note. Tucker Carlson had a, an interesting uh, bit on. He was, he was talking to it. I can't remember who the guy was. Was he a Secret Service guy or somebody? Was some, somebody on the inside. He was, he was talking to a couple people, and he, Tucker happened to mention in the conversation with this guy that, yeah, I know some people very close on the inside of what's going on at the White House, and he knows full well that 
Joe Biden is on extreme medication to keep him pumped up to be able to do what he's doing. He, he, can, he can only function certain hours of the day. They can only keep him going. Um, they have to give him very strong drugs, and the, and the drugs are becoming more and more uh, heavy dosed. His, his dosage is going up because he's, he's burning out. And he has to be in bed for a certain number of hours a day and all this kind of stuff. And it's just, it's, nobody's in charge here. It's just, they keep him pumped up in order to, to get him out in front of the public. And of course, then he, he can only be up there for so long. And he's, and even then, he's, you know, the shell of a man. So, And, and Tucker was was talking about how how this guy, uh, you know, he knows full well that he's he's got information on the inside. And this guy was also mentioning, yeah, he, they kind of collaborated their stories and was corroborated, I guess it is. But, so they, they um, it was obviously more than one person saying this. What's going on with Joe Biden? But anyway, so the administration is the one who's making these decisions for Mayorkas. You get rid of Mayorkas, they're just going to put another person in there who's going to do, do the bidding of the people in charge. And the people who are in charge are the ones that need to be impeached. Mayorkas says, you know, what, what's that going to do for us? I don't understand what the impeachment issue is here. Uh, you're, Joe, you're doing what Joe Biden wants you to, so we're going to impeach you. We're not going to impeach Joe Biden. We're going to impeach you. And when I go to a hotel, sometimes I'll check in at a hotel or go to a restaurant or something. And the hotel will say, well, this is our policy. We do this and this is what we do. I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to argue with you because I know you didn't make the policy and you're not, all you're doing is enforcing it. And you're, it's, now, sometimes they do. There are people behind the counter sometimes that can make those decisions. And sometimes they act like it. They, they don't. Well, that's what our boss told us to do. Well, then I need to talk to your boss. You, you go ahead and make this decision, and I'm going to take it over your head. If, if this is what your boss told you to do, then I'll talk to your boss about it. If, if you're just making this up, and you have the, the ability to do something about this, and you just don't want to, you're just lazy and you don't want to do it, then your boss needs to know you're lazy and you didn't want to do it. You didn't want to take care of a customer. Because one way or another, this complaint's going to go a little further. There you go. All right. So now having said that, let's get back to this Rachel Maddow. So, so there, I don't know. Republicans are all after my workers right now. And I just, I, to me, I'm just shaking my head going, what in the world are you guys doing? This, this, what a waste of time this is. Other than just grandstanding and getting in front of the media, which is not going to do you any good because the media, for, for instance, I'm going to get back to this Rachel Maddow thing. I had no idea this happened on uh, caucus night. The MSNBC let Nikki Haley give her entire stupid speech that was just, I don't know, I don't understand it. It's like, ah, it was like a victory speech. And I'm, I'm like, what? You didn't even make second place here. What is going on? She's got the establishment behind her. She's got the money behind her. You know, this is, that's what they're following right now. And unfortunately, DeSantis, I think, is playing out more and more 
of his political clout. And I think, I think DeSantis can recover from this. Everybody's saying, oh, he's done. He's, he's never going to recover from this. He's spent himself. He spent all of his political clout. He's, he's, done, he's done. I disagree. He's a very young guy. I think he can make it back. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't think that it's over for, for DeSantis. Let's just put it that way. Do I think he, he I definitely think he's, he stepped in it way too soon. But I, I don't, uh, I don't think he's, he's done yet as a person, I, you know, as a, as a candidate, as a potential political operative candidate, for whatever you want to call him. Now, Nikki Haley, uh, I hope she's done. I hope this whole process gets her done and out of politics altogether. I, I, I just wish she would quit. I, it's just everything about her um, just makes me cringe. She just, she might as well have a big sign behind her every time she, with big arrows pointing down at her head going, I'm an establishment candidate. I'm the whole reason that you want to vote for Trump. That's, that's how I see it. I, I don't know. So, I, I, frankly, I don't know that she'd be any better than Biden, I, really. I mean, maybe she would, but in a, in a kind of a Band-Aid kind of sense, that she would cover up, I think, the things that we would still be bombing everybody. <laughs> Babylon, Babylon B had this really funny meme they put out. It was, uh, we would like to formally announce, officially announce that we are endorsing Nikki Haley for president. And no, she didn't threaten to bomb our studios, our offices or something like that. Ha, 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 ha. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like somebody was holding the gun to their head. I thought, okay, I'm not repeating it back exactly the way they put it, but it was, it was kind of like they're doing it under duress kind of thing. So it was kind of funny. They, they, and they had, they had another one about her, too. Said something about bombing. Uh, Nick, since Nikki Haley didn't win, she's going to bomb Iowa or something. I don't know. So what it was. Yeah, calling in airstrikes in Iowa. Uh, anyway. Warmongers. So, so we have this, um, this issue with these people. And so, you know, Vivek, I think Vivek supposedly had some apparently had some kind of over the weekend prior to the caucus, apparently kind of got into, people were asking him about Trump. And this is, this is where the, he's really been, had to be very careful about this because he can't, you know, he couldn't say, well, you know, he couldn't say anything bad about Trump. He pretty much has the same platform as Trump, but he, but he, so he didn't want to say, well, he's too old or anything like that. He didn't want to say any that, anything like that. He was kind of stuck in this rock. People would confront him about, well, you know, why, why should we support you over Trump or what, you know, it's, he was just basically saying, you know, well, Trump's going to run, and I'm going to run, and we're going to see who, you know, see who the people want, basically. And then I think that kind of kept him out of the, the hot seat. About you know, he didn't really, he didn't really directly go up against Trump. So then he came out and endorsed Trump. This is a good political strategy. Then, 
know, DeSantis and, and Nikki have, have, have ostracized themselves, not as much as Chris Christie. Everybody's, and I'm hearing, I'm seeing these polls coming out now. People are saying, do you, do you think that, sh- that uh, the Trump's VP should be, you know, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, or, or uh, Vivek Ramsamy? I, I don't think Vivek should be his, his VP either. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a good match. I, I think, and I don't, see, I don't see Trump doing it. If Trump does that, I would be sh- seriously shocked. Now, I think there's a place for Vivek in his administration. He will put him somewhere. I think he's got, some, he's got something in mind for him. Maybe, maybe Secretary of State. I don't know. It's, I don't know. But he, he definitely could be in something, some kind of a role. The, um, the, the other thing, too, here is that uh, we have, you know, Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. There's no way Trump is going to have either one of them as, as his VP. No way. Uh, DeSantis doesn't need to be his VP at all. Um, there's, there's enough been done there that I think that's, that's over with that. that and, and Nikki Haley, of course, he's, he's already called her a bird brain. That's, 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 he's written her off. That's not going to happen. Now, uh, Christy Nome possibility, uh, now I, oh, I just, I just spaced it out on it the uh, former candidate for governor of Arizona, who I think now is running for Senate. Uh, oh, I can't think of her name. Oh, this just, that drives me nuts when I just have a, a brain. I, I don't know where her name is. Uh, but I have to look it up here. Candidate. Arizona. Candidates for Arizona Senate. Let's see what we got here. Let's see what's going on here. Uh, yeah, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Carrie Lake. Oh, my word. Jeez. Oh, I hate it when my brain does that. Carrie Lake um, is another possibility for VP. Um, I... Frankly, I th- I think I would prefer Carrie Lake over over Noam personally. Um, Noam has done something, done a few things. She's done a few things, said a few things. I don't uh, particularly like, but it's 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 either one of them would be good. Now I don't know. Uh, I can't think of any. There was another person I was thinking of the other day. I can't remember what his name is. Uh, that I think would be a good fit for for VP. Actually, Michael Lynch would actually be a good VP candidate, come to think of it. But I think he would also be good as, as uh, either Secretary of State or, or uh, Defense Secretary. I, 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 don't, it, it, I don't know. He, he should be in one of those positions. I, it, he's, they, I, think he, I think Trump is gearing up for a group of individuals that are going to root out the administrative state in ways that I, th- I, think, I think Trump is spending uh, much of his time. He's got, he's got the game figured out now. He's been in there. He's been in the. He's been out there playing on the on the court for a, enough. Had a chance to step back and kind of take. You know, I think I think if he would have went through two terms, I think it would have been a little bit tougher for him. I think this is actually going to be easier for him to take this moment to step back, take a breather, watch. The, you know, kind of regroup, 
set the game up the way it needs to be done and hit it this time in ways that I think he's going to be a he's going to be on fire. Now, here's the problem. We have people like Rachel Maddow who are just out of their mad cow minds. She's saying things that, that this he's going to be lining us up and executing us in the streets. They're saying this stuff out loud. Serious, they're taking it seriously. What is wrong with these people? And this, they're, they're so far unhinged, so far over the top, that there are people who are not political at all. There are people who are not even, they don't consider themselves Republicans. They've, they've voted all, they've always voted Democrat. They've always been, we're talking younger generation, college age kids who are looking at that. There's some guys with, there's, there's minority individuals with YouTube channels and they're giving their reactions to some of the stuff that's going on. Some of the, some of the videos that are out there and they're like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't see what the, why, what is it about Trump that he makes him racist? I don't understand what, why do they keep saying he's racist and I, I don't see it. And, and yet he's done all this stuff for the black community and they're like, they'll, they'll, they'll like play something from Larry Elder and it's like, yeah, he did this and he did that. This is all documented. He did all this stuff and it helped the black, the black community. And what, why is, what is it about him that, that what are they, they just keep saying he's racist. They keep saying he's this and that. And he's done this and done that. And I, he just doesn't see it. See, so what is it exactly? I, they, they keep talking about it, but they never say exactly what it is. And this, this is the left. This is the way the left does it. They have a narrative. They stay with it. Every time Bernie Sanders gets a microphone in front of him, first thing that comes out of his mouth is, Donald Trump is racist. Then he goes on with whatever. You just keep repeating that. Because it galvanizes people. It, it separates and, and, and uh, polarizes people right off the bat. Right off the bat. They don't want to hear the word racist. Racist is a very derogatory term. Everything's racist. Of course, when everything becomes racist, then nothing is racist. The color white is racist. It's not a color, first of all. It's the absence of all color. But that's beside the point. I think it's I think it's to their detriment. Now, Rachel Maddow, she allowed Nikki Haley to do her little speech, her concession speech. She allowed Vivek. I think I think she allowed Vivek. Just he, he didn't. I don't know he spoke very long. May not even put him on. I don't know. She allowed DeSantis to to, to hear his speech. I, I didn't even hear DeSantis speeches. I didn't hear any any of it at all. But when it came time for Donald Trump to speak. She basically said, we have an obligation here. We, there are actually you know, repercussions for us to, to put anything on that might not be uh, accurate and, and it might be lies and, and, and disinformation. No, no, Rachel. No, that's not the way it works. If the president says something that's disinformation, then you can confront that. It wasn't you saying it. You know, saying something like all the vaccines are safe and effective, and, and then when you have the vaccine, it's going to stop. Right. By the way, that video is still up. They've never taken it down. Rachel Maddow saying that if you take the vaccine, it's going to stop the pandemic. The pandemic stops there. You can't spread the disease anymore. And even though we know that to be patently false, 
That is patently disinformation. And that video is still on YouTube, on MSNBC's website, and they have never taken it down. And she said it. Don't tell me that you broadcasting someone else making a speech. You're not endorsing what the man's saying. You're just putting it on there. And then feel free to confront it and, and, and then tell us about all the things he said that were wrong. They decided before he even, before he even uttered a word, we're not going to broadcast the president's speech because we're obligated to, you know. She's done, she's done this a couple times. But she did it again on Monday night. Would not broadcast the president's victory speech. And pretty much all he said was, you know, well, you guys, you know, we they did a good job. They put up a good fight. You know, he was, he was I think he was very conciliatory. He, he was very, he, he, was, he was, you know, was very, uh, what do you call it? Well, over the word is, I don't know. I don't know if I can, I don't know if I can pull this up on my history. Maybe we can listen to this. I, it was, oh, no, that's not, that's what I want to keep there. Where's, where's that at? Oh, Lord, what's going on here? Uh, I'm not going to worry about it. It, it was, uh, yeah, I can't. Uh, what is that? Huh. Well, I'm not going to. I've got to keep working on that. That's just ridiculous. So we have. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Where was I? <clears throat> Mall. Yeah, I was going to. So Rachel Maddow was, was talking about this whole thing. And basically, uh, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I can find it right here. That's right. It might be right here. She was, she was going on about this whole uh, can't, we can't have this kind of, oh, it was Russell Brand. Actually, if you get a chance to listen to this, uh, it's Russell Brand. He said, it's over. Trump just killed the legacy media and they're furious. Um. Yeah, just, just just go to Russell Brand's channel. He was uh, when was it that he posted this? I don't let's see where I don't see a date on here. About twenty seven minutes long. It's it's not too bad. He, he's uh, I think he posted on here yesterday. It's it's worth listening to, and he talks about MSNBC and the media and all the stuff that's going on. And it, it it's it's pretty good. He he really spells it out the way it you know the whole thing. Um. Just some really good clips of Rachel Maddow and how unhinged and off the, just off the wall she is with this whole thing. Unbelievable. So there is that. Now, unfortunately, I'm getting down down the wire here. I'm almost out of chai, and uh, only got a few minutes left. I do want to talk about Hamas and what's going on over there. Um, now the, the Palestinian Authority. People keep you'll hear sometimes you'll hear people like Australia this morning. Sky Sky News had a thing about Sky News Australia had had a thing about um, they're they're very right leaning. Um, Sky News Australia, Sky News Europe from UK is very left leaning. The um, the commentators this morning were talking about uh, or last night. Their, their guess was during their day, or whatever. That's kind of that's the other side of the earth. They they were talking about how. Um, well, it depends. Unless the world's flat, that's then it's older. It's around. The, it's around the corner. I guess the um, they were talking about how the the government of Australia is giving money to aid Gaza, and their accountability is going to be through the Palestinian Authority. It's going to oversee it and maintain and, and make sure that the money funds get to where it's supposed to go. Well, the Palestinian Authority has not had any kind of 
ability to keep accountability since like 2011 or something. I, they haven't done anything, or I think maybe 2000 before that is for that. Hamas has been, they, they're in charge of this thing and money's going to go to Hamas. Think about this. We keep being told all this, the, the, the information is, just this is what turns my stomach when I hear this kind of stuff. People like Norman Finkelstein, and everybody's taking his word for it. He, he said, half the population is children. Half the population is unemployed. It's the, it's the world's largest open-air prison. It's the highest pop density of population in the world. So he's painting this picture of this place being this Hideous, terrible slum where people are just piled on top of each other and they're stuck in this place and they can't get in or can't get out. There's no way in, there's no way out. And Israel controls everything. They control their water, they control everything. And it's all children and old people and unemployed, they can't do anything. They have received billions, billions with a B, of dollars in the last few years in aid. They have received materials like plumbing and piping for running water throughout the cities there, if you want to call it that, so that everybody can have running water. Concrete for building for infrastructure, for sidewalks, things like just everyday, everything that they need. They have received enough money. There was, this is a real study. It's actually real funding, real accountability here. The amount of money that they've received is enough for Gaza to become the next, what was the, what is the, the Asian city that everybody thinks is, is it Kuala Lumpur? I, don't know, I can't remember what it, what it is. They could be a world-class city. They could be selling tourism there. With an airport, train system, subways. There's enough money that has gone into that place to pay for all that stuff. And then some. But guess where the money has gone? And somehow, this open-air prison where no, nobody gets in, nobody gets out, They've somehow been able to get all kinds of firearms in the place, all kinds of munitions. They took the piping and made missiles out of them. They took the concrete and made tunnels with it. They've only just begun, in my opinion, to find the tunnels. I, I, think, I think probably half the tunnels haven't even been found yet. They don't even know about them. I think they found over five kilometers of tunnels so far that there were the main, main tunnels that Hamas was using. And I guarantee there's more. Of course, most of them start or end in a school or in a hospital. And then they get mad when Israel bombs a hospital or a school. <laughs> Not that there's any people in them. I just, I just saw this video the other day where they were showing this wide shot, this overview of this entire city how beautiful it was. This, was. this was Gaza before Israel started bombing. This is, this is Gaza now. And they would show one building that was bombed out. 
one building, another, another building in another area where there was something blown up. One. They didn't go over the entire city again. They just showed one place, zoomed in. Well, that's kind of what we expected. They didn't, they didn't raise the entire country. Entire, entire country, if you're going to call it that. The entire, entire strip of Gaza. They didn't just mow everybody down. And of course, now I think we're up to like, what is it, 100,000 people have died now. Innocent civilians, 100,000 innocent, innocent civilians have been killed and slaughtered. It's a massacre. It's a genocide. That's not what it is at all. Just, just stop, stop with the hyperbole and all of the over, just over-the-top rhetoric and stuff. It's just, that just discredits you even more. I just, I just don't see the... They just keep piling up the bodies, piling up the numbers, the body count, without any evidence of, of anything at all. Israel's not just going in there without, without any resistance. There's, there's people being hurt on both sides here. They're still launching missiles, by the way. And they've found caches and caches of ammunition and guns. Well, if there's a way in and a way out to get the guns in and out, there's, there's, you know, people could be leaving. It's not an open-air prison, let's just put it that way. Somehow the guns are getting in, Hamas. How'd you, how'd you get those in there? And how did you pay for them? Who provided them to you? It's all because they want to attack the Jews, every, their entire effort, their entire myth. Now, this gets into the whole thing of the end times and Islam itself, especially jihadi Islam, Wahhabism. There, there's a very, you have to understand that they, they believe, the jihadists believe, they have to create enough chaos in the world to bring back the Mahajim. That they, now, they believe Jesus' second coming. They're, most of them believe that Jesus' second coming, he is actually going to come back as a Muslim. They believe in his second coming. But they also believe that he is actually the 12th Imam. There are many, 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 many. There, now, you have to understand, there are very, there's, there's as many denominations, if you will, of Islam as there are denominations of evangelicals or anything else. There, there's, there's a lot of different Qurans, in fact. I have to realize as well, this is, this is something that most people don't understand. Muhammad did not write the Quran. There was nothing written about him until about 300 years after he, he was gone, after he died. He died, by the way. The, most people don't understand, if you start getting into the eschatology and the, some of the things that they, they believe and they look into the history of the whole thing and how it was formed and where it, where it came from, it's, 
it's not a whole lot different than Kwanzaa. Now, also, if you look into the origins here of how this all came about, with Isaac and Esau, you will realize that you know what the antichrist anti-christian the whole movement is going to be about it starts to all fit into place in terms of the last days and the last in the, in the end times and how islam plays a part in this whole thing the pieces all kind of start falling together um, i've heard some very very good teachings here in the last uh, about five six months four five six months about this whole thing, and it's starting to kind of, aha, uh -huh, pieces are starting to kind of come together here in terms of what happened in the Old Testament and what happened between Abraham and Sarah and then what happened between Ishmael and Isaac. That has never been resolved. And it will not be resolved until he touches his toe onto the Mount of Olives. And there's another thing, too. People don't, people seem to kind of think about this one event that's going to happen where Jesus is going to return. Uh, there's a rapture first. You don't believe in that, but it's. The rapture happens first. There's, the rapture is us going to him. The wedding feast of the lamb kind of thing happens. And then during that time that we're there, then he come, we go back. We come back with him. That's his, that's his second return. First time is us going to him. Second time is him coming to return to rule and reign for a thousand years, period. And then there's a bunch of stuff that happens after that. It's kind of a whole thing. To, you know. So it is, it's been an hour. I'm not sure I've talked about everything I need to talk about, but it's been an hour. So uh, there's all my smattering of stuff. Now, again, tomorrow, probably, hopefully, I'm going to have a live show, I think, um, yeah, pr probably going to have a live show. I'm going to try to do it from the worldwide headquarters. Now, whether or not there's going to be video or not, I don't know. I'm going to try to put it on Rumble, but even if I put it on Rumble, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, I might just have a placeholder up. It's just a black holder. It may not be actually me on the show. I'm going to try to do that, but I'm not sure how that's going to work out so well. Um, I've got to work on some video. I've got some video equipment at the uh, at the main headquarters that I haven't used for a long time and I, I'm not sure if I can get that spun up and get it running or not but I might just try to do it something simple uh, but we'll, we'll do what we can folks God bless have a great evening and uh, I will see you tomorrow or hear you tomorrow